I'm Susan Caruso, the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts, and you are here with us at the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And my name is Lindsay Mills. I'm the co-creator of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. Yeah, and thinking about taking those breaths in, mm-hmm. um, I think it's all the more important. Now, at this time of the year, at this time in the world, there are so many things to uh, to think about and to be concerned about. Uh, I know that for me, um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of breathing in courage and exhaling peace out into the world oh, and love. Good. And um, and it really does start with our families, the, the whole idea of what do we do when there's conflict? Because there's always going to be conflict. There are always going to be people that disagree with each other, that come on different sides. Mm-hmm. And so how do we change that in the world? And we're trying to change that from from each family that we work with, each child that we work with, ourselves, of course, first. And um, so I think that that learning to talk to each other and and listen to each other and not just listen while we're waiting to say what we're going to say, but really deeply listen so that we understand who the other person is and 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 try to understand. So talk, listen, and understand. It's a chant that we do with um, with our Roots and Shoots Club, the Jane, mm-hmm. Jane Goodall's Kids Activist Group. We've had a club for many years. It's at least 14 or 15 years. Yeah, yeah I think. it's a wonderful weekly meeting where children of many ages gather and do acts of service and go in nature together and really cultivate this attitude of peace and understanding. Yeah, it's a big part of it. They're doing projects around people and animals and the environment and their own projects. So it's local stuff. And we have a gigantic peace dove called Sunny Love, the peace dove, that we take out to events. And on International Day of Peace, we fly her. And um, one of the chants that we do is, is, you know, talk, listen, understand Mm. kids for peace and uh, it's kind of as easy as that yeah um we fly sunny love in in parades and things and it is can you tell us how that came to be the chant sunny love the Mm -hmm. peace dove so it's part of that's the reason why we have a roots and shoots group because i went to see jane goodall at a local university wow she was there and um, and there were children. Our group is five to twelve year olds. I think this was around the same age group. And they, you know, she's there in this big big gymnasium or yeah. something. And wow. she said, well, "We have, you know, the local roots and shoots club is is here, or a couple of them, and they were flying these homemade." piece of puppets and um, I saw that and just cried my eyes out and it is so moving and of course Jane Goodall is is an ambassador for peace Mm -hmm. and uh, she talked about how she in Africa they started these groups and the very first group decided on the International Day of Peace that they were going to make a puppet and it was large and ours is large and so 
on, you know, I think it's the, the 20th or 21st of September is the International Day of Peace. And so these doves fly all over the world. Wow. So if you look it up, Roots and Shoots, um, you know, Day of Peace, then you see it, you know, by the Eiffel Tower, on the top of Kilimanjaro, on London Bridge, oh, and in all over the world. So I saw that and I thought, we have to do that. Yeah. And so we did make our own. Uh, we formed a group and of uh, mixed-age children, and we created a, a puppet. They did it themselves. We got had chicken wire, and we had old sheets, and... Um, and we, you know, stuffed, you know, made a head and a beak and painted her and yeah. formed her. And she hangs out in our storage unit <laughs> in between flights. Um, but it's amazing. And it sort of takes people's breath away because the the wingspan is, is m- bigger than this room. Sunny, wow. Sunny Love would have a hard time spreading her wings in this in this <laughs> studio. And um, so when she is flying, and so it takes probably... Um, you know, one to hold the the head post, and then there's you know three or four people on the wings, and then then a big tail in the back, and so it's very breathtaking. So you can imagine in parades where there are all kinds of bands and electronic things and everything. We come with Sunny Love the Peace Dove, and usually some lights on us, and the kids are chanting, you know, wishing everybody a you know peace and all of that, but but chanting talk. Listen, understand, kids for, for peace. peace. Yeah, and they do talk. Listen, understand, oh, with the hand kids motion. for yeah, kids for peace, That's and then they put fabulous. up the peace sign. Um, so of course, you know, we we need to start right there with our own families. How do we have that that peaceful communication? Those peaceful communication skills, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it's not easy. Yes, because as you said, there will always be conflict. There will never be a day in the world without conflict of one kind or another. And in your own life, there are going to be many moments when you don't agree with your child, when your child wants things one way and you want them another. And so I have always appreciated how... At Sunflower, there is an emphasis on nonviolent communication and on listening to understand rather than to make your point, to have things your way. Um, I think that is sort of where, where adults tend to go wrong in conflict resolution is even from my own experience, there have been times when I've gone into uh, a, a discussion with my hackles up. Right. You with know, my defenses You know what you want to have. You, you want to change their minds. Yes. You are going to change their yes. minds. Mm-hmm. And I can have a lot of passion behind why I believe I'm right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I... I have definitely tried that route many times, and it has never really gotten me anywhere. I have found that when I leave those conversations, there is more animosity, there is Mm -hmm. more divisiveness, 
and there is no understanding because I came in with my fixed position that this is what I want and if I don't get this, I will accept nothing less. And the other person, often, if they didn't feel that way before the conversation, as soon as I start asserting my position, they change and their defenses come up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it's you have to have practice. Yes. You know, you have to be in a conflict to understand how to how to work through a conflict. And there are lots of ways to do it. Um, So to to, you know, take a breath, you know, to to stop and to, you know, in the heat of the moment to take a breath is a really important thing to have a a little bit of stillness to stop any hurting that might be going on and to. And to really say, wow, this is a problem. You know, so those disagreements, and you can, at the outset, of course, with adults, you can say, you know what, we're on both opposite ends of this. Let's agree to disagree and and the end of it, Mm -hmm. rather than batter each other. Or to really, to ask the questions of, what, you know, why do you feel that way? And in a a child conflict, you're saying, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. This is a problem. Anybody have any ideas of how we can fix this, yeah. uh, make this better? And they are so good at coming up with outlandish ideas, but they really aren't trying, you know, I mean, they may say, no, I want it, you know, so if it's, if it's over a toy or, you know, usually it's over an object, yes. something, you mm-hmm. know, no, I want the blue shovel. And so they're pretty much fixated on that. But if they you know s- the outcome that they want. Right. They it's want really it. Fixed. They yeah, it's it's like like what you were saying. Yeah. And um they're they're gonna they're gonna get their way. And um so but if you take a breath and and you know, somebody holds on to that shovel, says, Let me hold on to this while while you figure this out. This is a problem. And so even just to identify that well, there's a problem here. It's mm-hmm. not that you're right and he's wrong. This is yeah. a problem we need to come up with a solution it's so much different than you know okay you disagree with me I am going to hurt you until you're gone Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh wow this is it's so fascinating to me how profound this conversation very quickly becomes because it it is uh just that we limit our compassion but we are taught to do that we are taught a lot from outside messaging that this is a zero-sum game that we live in, that this world is, if you're winning, I'm losing. Right, and that's the key thing, and that is not true. No. (laughs) Right. If we can get beyond that initial uh, uh, conflict, the, the thing that brought us to this moment... And to see that we are both human beings with relatively the same desire. Needs and desires uh, uh-huh. and rights. Yes. And um, so, yeah, to to say, <clears throat> to try to have that empathy or to, to really have the tools to even get started with that, right? Yes. So To, to take... show children another way mm-hmm. when it is often the default at, at their age, at, at a toddler's age, when when the blue shovel disagreement is happening, <laughs> developmentally, they are really self-involved. They are focused primarily. Though they're everyone around them would suggest that you are the center of the universe and and that everything that you want is is how it is. But uh, at school is often when we 
gain exposure to, oh, there are other people with other needs. Like they want something that's different than what I want. And how do we coexist? How do we both get some of what we want? And the communication skills and the conflict resolution skills evolve as as they have practice at it. So it, yes. it, it can be with two kids that are on the same level of, of having those skills. Um, they're going to need a little bit more intervention, maybe a little bit more modeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it evolves. And we see from a really young age, you know, there are some schools of thought that think that three-year-olds can't be, you know, can't be problem solvers. The adults have to do it for them. I totally disagree. They need the tools, and we're going to make sure the adults are going to make sure that no hitting, hurting is going on. Yes. But they can, with experience, they have those tools, and they, you know, will teach the other kids too. So it and it, it's something that is kind of different about Sunflower, for sure. Adults come in and, and remark how how kind the children are, even and see a conflict, and they'll say, they just solved that themselves. Nobody had to come and do anything. Yeah. They figured it out. Mm-hmm. And so there are always lots of opportunities for that. And I think that it is, it, those are the basic skills and the basic um, uh, feelings that need to be uh, understood in, in both parties and uh, for, for all, all of the conflicts that we have, for, for the negotiating, for the mediating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when adults solve things, you know, and when kids don't have skills or teenagers or middle schoolers or elementary school kids, if they don't have those, those basic skills, those steps mm-hmm. of, okay, we're going to stop, take a breath, and we're going to say, we're going to state the problem so we agree, okay, this is what the problem is, yeah. and then look at both sides. And everybody has a, has a, you know, a moment to say how they, how they feel, how they see the situation. Right. So it's, it's negotiation. It's, it's mediation. Um, on all those other levels. I am still imagining this blue shovel and mm-hmm. these two children at odds with one another and how one way to quote unquote solve the problem would be I'm taking the blue shovel and I guess you can't share or conflict I, removal. Yes. Yes. Right. Which breeds conflict avoidance in the future. I I'm guilty of of doing the opposite of what I described before, where instead of going into a conflict knowing I'm right and I'm going to prove it, I'll just say, oh, I got to go. I'm going to not engage with this at all. And again, no understanding happens. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, it takes courage. Yes, it takes courage. True. It's also a little risk that, mm-hmm. you know, things could get heated. Um that's where the modeling from from adults that already have this somewhat together uh, comes into play, yes. and and learning from other other people. Um, but you do need to have the experience. You do need to have the models and see it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. running away or having an adult remove that conflict, no learning happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Huh. I think the. We're all familiar with the fight, flight, freeze spectrum of responses to conflict. And uh, 
I was really intrigued to learn that they added fawn to this list and that another way that we've learned to cope as children in in conflict that we really don't have a ton of control over is to surrender, is to just acquiesce to whatever the adult or the child that has more uh, power in the situation yeah. mm -hmm. is telling them to do. Um, and we all have our own uh, place where we fall on that spectrum. And the, the things that we learned before we had skills, as you're mm -hmm. saying. And so we ask you to reflect um, in a non-judgmental way on where you fall on that spectrum and if compassionate communication and conflict resolution wasn't modeled for you, how are you finding new examples and how are you being kind to yourself and recognizing when when things are, are triggering, when, when you're getting pulled out of your peace because of the resemblance of a situation to something from your own life. It's a huge topic, you yeah. know, trauma and, you know, trauma responses and all of that. Um, and, you know, you see pieces of that probably on a daily basis and in the world right now, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so where where can we start? And and we have to start where we are. And um, so think about what your the the compassionate communication that you are modeling for your children. Uh, when it gets tough, what do you do? Who do you turn to? Um, check and see if you're you know just removing conflicts. Are are your children having enough experience in a safe setting? to learn those skills. Mm -hmm. um, check out the Peace Doves with Jane Goodall's yes. International Day of Peace. And um, of course, that's what we all want. We want, we want everyone to be safe and, um, and have those tools. And we do want everybody to be heard and listened to and cared for. Yeah. One way that I like to uh, bring myself back into my body, into presence when I am having one of those moments of heightened anxiety or stress is to, to do a five senses check. And I find this works incredibly well with young children where you ask, what do you see right now? Hmm. What do you hear right now? Is there a sound? What do you smell right now? What do you feel right now? It's it's a really grounding thing to to just run through those sentence those those senses mm -hmm. and remember nothing is really the matter. <laughs> I, that's that's what it comes down to for me. <laughs> we can find at least enough peace in this moment to to think through what the next step can be. Mm -hmm. And to have that, have that stillness. And as adults, we really need to find a way to be there, be in that spot. To be solid for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ourselves and them. 
So <sighs> thank you for listening today. We are so grateful for all of you who listen into the podcast to share what came up for you as you listen to our conversation. You can find us on Instagram at Sunflower Creative Arts, or you can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org. Our podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions.